This is iFanboy Booksplode, The Other Side. There's something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware. Hello, welcome to iFanboy Booksplode, the other side. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. I'm on the other side. We're on the other side of the country, we're talking about the other side, uh, the recent graphic novel release from Image Comics. And this is a Booksplode podcast that was brought to you by the patrons over at patreon.com slash iFanboy, in which we take a look at a collected edition or a graphic novel or some, some, some larger than single issue release. And it doesn't have to be new, but sometimes it is, and this one is one of those. Uh, the Other Side was originally released in 2006 as a uh, miniseries from Vertigo. Five-issue miniseries from Vertigo, yep. And The uh, first. The first published uh, professional work uh, by an unknown writer named Jason Aaron. A writer so unknown that when uh, given him to interview uh, at New York Comic Con, we had no idea what to say to him. Well, to uh, be, and it's, to, it's one of the only recorded interviews we never used. To be fair, you guys handed me the microphone and said, talk to this guy, uh-huh. put, put me next to him and started rolling. I didn't even know who it was. You didn't tell I don't me his name. I was not told we, his name. <laughs> Early days, early days. So anyway, The Other Side is a comic written by Jason Aaron, drawn by Cameron Stewart. As I said, originally released uh, in 2006, December to 2007 by Vertigo and DC Comics. And uh, got reprinted, is being reprinted by Image Comics as a nice hardcover collection. Um, I guess the rights reverted back to Jason Aaron, um, I assume. But uh, this is a five-issue miniseries, as Josh said, about the Vietnam War. And what was really interesting to me was... Um, reading the introduction and then the afterward mm-hmm. uh, and not knowing the connections that uh, Jason Aaron had uh, to um, the war and people in it. I mean, obviously, lots of people have connections to the war and the people in it, lots of people fought in the war, but uh, the, the intro is by Captain Dale Dye, who's a very famous uh, I, I went, oh! <laughs> actor and military advisor for Hollywood. Uh, he's, he was in Band of Brothers. and all. If there's a war movie, basically, he's probably in it playing a a uh, intimidating authority figure, um, but uh, he was uh, who was he playing in Band of Brothers? Uh, he, he was, was Colonel, Colonel Sink. Sink. Was he? he was Colonel was he Sink. Colonel Sink? Yes. Okay, there you go. And he he was apparently part of the unit that Jason Aaron's cousin um, was in in Vietnam, <laughs> which was a uh, um, I don't know how to describe the unit. It wasn't like a regular unit. But uh, that's how he got he, – he knows Dale Dye through the reunions that he would go to with his cousin before his cousin died. So I found all that very interesting. Um, and we'll get to that maybe later. But um, I didn't re- – did you read this originally when it came out? I read a couple issues of it, and I decided I didn't like it, and I believe I panned it on the show. Interesting. Uh, I didn't read it. I, I remember my thought at the time was this is just second-rate uh, Full Metal Jacket stuff. And – What's interesting about that is the reason for that is that uh, his cousin wrote the the short story or the novella. Uh, actually, it's in the end here. If I can get to the end, uh, that that Full Metal Jacket was based on. Right. So this is literally inspired by the person who wrote the story that inspired Full Metal Jacket. So 
I think a lot of what I at the time I thought was, oh, this is just writing what he heard in that uh, in that in that movie was just the this the source was the same, more authentic. Yeah, yeah. So Jason Aaron's cousin was named uh, Gustav Hasford, and he was uh, a Marine combat correspondent. So he was there writing stories. He became later became a, a novelist, an Oscar-nominated screenwriter, and uh, and he, he apparently a fun time person, fun guy to be around. <laughs> but uh, you're right. So this he wrote he wrote the novel that Kubrick used to base Full Metal Jacket on, and uh, here we are. So. The basic structure of the other the side. The book is called The Short Timers, if you ever want to look that up, by the way. And the, so the basic, the basic structure of the other side at the Five Issue Miniseries is that uh, we meet two new recruits, one American and one Vietnamese, as they join the army. Well, the American is drafted and the Vietnamese soldier, I think he joins up um, to protect his village. I believe that's why he did He's it. He more or less has to go. Yes. Uh, so we see them both go from... You know, completely green soldier to to through the end of their time in 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 the war. And there's going to be spoilers here. If you haven't read the other side, uh, it'll be hard to talk about without talking about what happened in it. So pause the show and come back uh, if you don't want to get spoiled. But uh, it's war is hell, and that's really what what <laughs> you need to know about the other side. Um, what did you think overall, Josh? Having read it now, ten years later, uh, having panned it previously, I thought that my I, I think my earlier criticisms were probably harsh probably a bit too quick however i think there were a lot of things in it that impressed me a lot especially um they impressed me a lot in terms of the guy that we know that jason aaron is going to grow into as a writer mm-hmm. um, i'm going to focus a little bit on the story and the writing stuff of this because just right like karen stewart's great He's great in this. He does he does a wonderful job with difficult material. Uh, there's a whole bit at the end where he you know he traveled in Vietnam for a while before drawing it. This is great, uh, this know, great back matter in this. You've got Jason Aaron scripts, yeah. which is interesting to see. I always like seeing how uh, writers handle their scripts. And then you have a whole travel diary that Cameron Stewart did while he was in Vietnam doing research. For, it's crazy that he went to Vietnam to do research for a five issue miniseries. But that's how I guess yeah. important it is to get a story like this particularly correct. Also, I think this was the end of an era when this was the kind of thing that would have paid enough to make that worth it. Right. To, uh, you know, um, I think that it was a little overly ambitious in terms of what it was trying to accomplish in, in its form, if that makes sense. I think that the dialogue, the settings, the stories, the factual nature of war was all really good. I think that the dueling storylines of the two people was a little film school. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's an early thing. You're trying to be impressive. You're trying to think of something kind of high concept. I don't know that that was necessary. And then a lot of the, it, it was slightly overwrought, I think in the way of a really, really talented person who quite didn't, who didn't quite know when to hang back yet. I thought this was impressive as, as a first time piece, I thought he, uh, the stuff we know from Jason Aaron was here. Like he's really good with voice and character. Yeah. Uh, my, my criticism would be, I thought it was too short. Mm-hmm. I, I saw how long it was and I was really excited. And when it ended after five issues and then there was a lot of back matter, I was, I was a little bummed, but also I thought there, should, there was way more story to be told. Um, I think I thought it moved pretty quickly and didn't really stop. You know, I, I feel like, I liked these characters and they were interesting, but we didn't spend a whole lot, ton of time 
with them. Um, more, uh, and I think that's a testament to the writing that I wanted to spend more time with them to learn more about them. But um, mm-hmm. so I thought it was. I thought it could have used another couple of issues. And so the the, the American character is from Alabama, which is where Jason Aaron's from. Uh, I guess he sees ghosts or he hears uh, yeah. voices, and I didn't love that. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I was talking about where just I that w- that wasn't necessary. Yeah, it really basically. It wasn't. It also wasn't um unless they're the personifications par- of like a of guilt, but the problem is he sees them from like right off the bat. Yeah, and you don't need to do it. So and the other thing is you're doing a parallel structure here where basically you have um you have the Vietnamese guy and and you have the American guy at the same time and the weird hallucination stuff is only happening on one side. It seems like thematically, if you were going to do it, then you should tie them together. They should both be seeing the same kind of thing. And I think that would have made that stronger. I like the like I like the idea of telling it from both sides. And I think, boy, I you know what? I, one of the things that came out of this was I was like, wow, Jason Aaron really understood this war. And I say that only because I recently completed watching Ken Burns' Vietnam War after not really understanding that war for most of my life. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't fully understand it now, but now I get it a lot better. And I mean – Aaron got this. He knew he knew this cold. He he knew what the Vietnamese side was fighting for. He he got a sense of sort of how the American side, you know, the the grunts felt I I felt, you know. So that all felt really authentic and really well done and and much more impressive than I think a young writer who hasn't done a project like this. Like it's it's ambitious. Yeah. I just think it would have been more effective if if it was if it was a little more straightforward. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I think part of the problem was I never really got why he was having these mm-hmm. visions or hearing these voices, like why is M16 talk to him? Oh, you know what? The, the Vietnamese kid does have... He sees he like old gods of... Yeah. It just... But it's still not parallel. Yeah. I, I, the war is interesting enough. The characters are interesting enough. I don't necessarily yes. know we needed it. And so we spent so much time with the hallucinations that I don't think we got enough time with him actually in the war. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Overall, though, it's a really interesting look at both, I mean, both sides. It's called the other sides. Both sides are pre- treated pretty much equally in terms of time on the page. And we get the the point of view of the, of the Vietnamese and what they think of Americans and the propaganda they are told about the American soldiers. And we get the American soldiers, what they think of the Vietnamese, the propaganda they're told about the Vietnamese. So it's all, I mean, it's all a big mess. Well, you know, like, and, and there's a really, all the ground soldiers that the American meets, they're all, like, nihilistic, and, they, like, yeah. they just don't care about anything, and they've gotten to be, you know, I'm trying to think of the word, but they just, like, they're, it's not a gung-ho, go America, patriotic no. thing. It's, it's, they're always lost, it's a big joke, it's, it's nihilistic, it's what I said. The other side is, uh, <laughs> that's gonna be hard not to do. Uh, the Vietnamese side, you know, everybody is is the opposite. They're so gung ho. They believe in everything that is happening. It's you know, like you to not believe is just treason and sin all wrapped up in one. But they're both equally ridiculous. And they're both not rooted in reality. One side is defending its home, and the other sure. side, the other side was forced to go there. They weren't like it wasn't like World War Two where people joined up because they wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. These are guys who were. Who got a letter in the mail? Now they're sitting in Vietnam. They're not. And they don't know why. They literally don't know why. Right, and so they're you know, 
there was no there was no way we could, we're gonna win that war because the other side's fighting for their home. Mm-hmm. I thought it did a good job of showing that distinction between the two sides, but uh, I just I just wanted more of it. I think I was a little sad when it ended. I will say that I I wasn't reading it thinking, boy, I wish that had gone on. But now that you say it, that definitely seems like the case. There was a really quick transition from being in the field to being back at home, like in his room. Yeah. It it was just kind of over. He was there. And I feel like there were a lot of things that weren't dealt with. Now, he doesn't necessarily want to go on and on and on forever about this. I'm sure it was pretty taxing to draw and just all that research and all that stuff and you know, realistically, how long are people going to buy this? But I don't know. Maybe there's a way instead of not necessarily making it longer, but to be a little more uh, effective with mm. sort of the space that they did have. I mean, I think that there's a lot of page given to the, the hallucinations. Sure. And maybe, yeah. Maybe those pages are better used exploring their lives in the war. I mean, it's not bad. It's certainly not bad. And you get you do you did a, you get a really good sense of of what it was like there. I assume. I just could have spent a lot more time. With the soldiers. I don't know. I wonder if part of me and maybe part of you is hankering for a little more of a storyline. Yeah. Because it is. It, but, you know, I understand why there wouldn't be. Because it really it's, is. It's, it's more of a, I don't even know how you describe it. It's not really like a like a tone poem. I mean, the, these two guys are inching closer together to, to, until they meet. Mm-hmm. And then one of them kills the other. And then it ends with the one being haunted by the dead one. Like, all that sounds really good in a pitch. Yeah. But I don't know that it you know, works as well here. And, uh, you know, like, I bet I bet Jason Aaron knows all this. Well, it's a, it's a first work. I think, and the thing is, it's really impressive as a first work. It, it definitely is. It's definitely not bad. I just see, see things where, you, you know, as a first-time writer, as a first-time writer, I mean, this is this is really terrific. I've seen, I mean, the, the character building here is stellar, and the, the dialogue is, you know, everyone's got different mm-hmm. voices and its personalities through their voice. And his family does not, doesn't talk the way that his, his uh, platoon mates talk. And it, it's really well-written. It's just, I think, structurally, you know, not, I would just like to have seen it a little different. I just, you know, I, I just was kept waiting for him. There must be a reason why his his gun's talking to him. There must be a reason why I keep seeing these skeletons. And and I, I guess they were setting it up that he at the end he feels the guilt of killing the, the, the other soldier. But it wasn't really established that they were visions of guilt. And there's not really a reason for him to feel guilty about it, given everything else that happened before that. The Cameron Stewart art is really terrific. I was thinking about this, and I, I really like Cameron Stewart's work. And I can't think of a lot of things that I've seen it on that have gotten me all that excited since then. I know that he did that Sea Guy thing with Grant Morris at one point. I really liked that, and I liked his work on that. And what I'm starting to realize is that the economics of comic book publishing as it exists now, say over the last 10 years or so, there's not a lot of space left for this kind of thing. Because Vertigo or whoever isn't really going to support it. Mm-hmm. Cameron Stewart's not nobody. Like, he had to get paid for this. Right. And and the, I guess a, a parallel that I would maybe make to it is that you could say that Dark Horse is doing something like Rebels. Right. But not, not, not at this quality level. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, they're not using a, a, a high-test guy, you know, top-tier sort of comic book talent and giving him the room to do this this stuff and and fly to Vietnam and spend time there and do that. So basically, if you're Cameron Stewart, you can either go work for Marvel in DC or you can do... He's doing Motor Crush at Image. Or, or a high-concept image book. Right. 
And that's the only way he's going to make a living doing this kind of thing at this point. And and there's no like this. There's no market for this anymore. This doesn't get published anymore. Only Garth Ennis does this, and he doesn't do it because he makes money off it. Right. And if he did, he does it for a different publisher, and it's not going to have a Cameron Stewart art artist on it. Right. Unless he's doing a Punisher version, when which he gets higher quality <laughs> artists on it. But that's right. And that's the only profit. way that that's that, that's a big change. This used to be a thing. That we would we could count on, you know, as as having enough of an audience that they would it would be worth doing it, and it's over. And I I, th- I find that really sad. Yeah, and also this is I mean, Image is publishing this because it's Jason Aaron and Cameron Stewart, both creators who done. do books for them. It's done. It was it was Eisner nominated for best miniseries. I mean, it's got a pedigree. It's got creators who work on books currently for them. But this isn't a book normally that Image is going to publish anyway. No, you know, they, unless there's a sci-fi element to it. I mean, if if Jason Aaron brought this to them and said, "I want to do five issues like this," they, they'd probably do it. Right. But it, honestly, it wouldn't be worth Jason's time or whoever artist. You know what I'm saying? That like, it isn't going to bring in enough of an audience that that it's likely that you'd see it. Right. Um, and I don't know how big of an audience it had. I don't know. I I, I can't I can't think about what was different. I don't know what was different about comics then that that this would be allowed. I I, I don't know if. I don't know if Vertigo is just allowed to funnel money out of <laughs> DC publishing. Well, <laughs> if, like if, if you fun. think about it, so it had a bit of a hook for it, in terms of marketing. You had, you know, based on the story of the guy who wrote Full Metal Jacket. And not, I don't mean a character, but the actual sort of yeah. world, the world. So you had that. Yeah. You could market that. Cameron Stewart was a ta- you know, real big talent, and Jason Aaron was an upcoming talent. I mean, there are there things you could try to sell this on in 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can see why they did it. If it had just been Jason Aaron, uh, some guy who had a story about Vietnam, and I don't know how this got published. Maybe maybe that's how it happened. But just looking from the outside in, it at least has a a wider media hook that you can go to a magazine and say, "Hey, this is a comic based on the novella of the guy who wrote Full Metal Jacket." And you know, maybe they, they'll write a story on it. And um, also, this is two years before Marvel Studios, which is key. Sucking all the air out of the room. Yep. And and the Walking Dead and whatever you know the the, the race to high concept properties. It's a good war book. I mean, it's not it's not great, but it's yeah. good. Yeah, it, but it really, it struck me as oh, this is the end of an era, and it's also the beginning of a Jason Aaron career. So it's yeah. it's two things at the same time. Um, and I just think about like imagine if imagine if Jason's career had taken place fifteen years earlier, mm-hmm. and he'd gotten a chance to do lots of work like this in addition to whatever he was doing and he's great at superhero stories he's not there's there's nothing wrong with that but if he'd given like some of the uh, some of the opportunities that garth ennis had had while that was still around right wow you know but you can totally see the talent here absolutely 100 percent. and uh, despite what you thought 11 nine years ago whatever it was yeah oh no I 11 was years ago i was way worse at talking about comics than he was at writing them you also pan scalped first issue uh-huh yep so i believe i made up for that though you're 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 not a jason aaron first issue guy i wasn't i am now now i'm not a back then i was a brian azarello first issue guy and that's completely changed around on me <laughs> you know it's it's a good read if you like war comics if you like if you're big if you're a really big jason aaron fan and you want to be a completist and you want to see his first work i say you know it's worth checking out i think the script is really interesting if you're if you like a process person to see how he breaks down or at least how he broke down scripts when he was younger mm-hmm. uh and also the the photographs that cameron stewart took i mean god he went into those tunnels i saw that picture and i thought that's a that's a place i don't want to do that 
but I, I really I really have to give it I have to give it to Cameron Stewart as I go through this whole thing. You know, he's got a lot of surrealism in here from the hallucinations and stuff. He's got a dragon god fighting a, a Genghis Khan looking type god. Right. You know, yeah, no. and then on another page he has just piles of bodies and then he's got, you know, straight up uh, American, uh, you know, air, uh, air uh, bombers and, and, and tanks and vehicles and helicopters all done really well. All the um, uniforms uh, on both sides are, are really um, correct, I guess, you know, but they each look like their own sort of thing. You know, he has the VC uniforms that look a certain way or the, or the NBA uniforms. It's a lot happening. It's quite an achievement. I don't want to say tour de force, but it's it's a beautiful looking book. And to Dave, really Dave McKay on colors, it's a real good looking book. And I'm not surprised this was nominated. I'm not surprised it got good notices. I'm not surprised that Jason Aaron's career blew up out of this. I mean, I know I, I assume he got scalped off the strength of this, so that's good. That means we we have to praise this book no matter what because it got us, you know, brought us scalped eventually. It was fun to read because this is like the one. I'm a huge Jason Aaron fan. This is like the one major project of his that I haven't ever read. So uh-huh. when I when I saw the image was putting a collection out, I was like, "Oh, shh, I have to read that because uh, I felt like an idiot." You know, as, as someone who likes war comics and stories about war and and who loves Jason Aaron, I, I'd never read it for some reason. I don't know, you know. I tell you too, uh, Cameron Stewart's art in this really does remind me of the Nam. Mm. Um, is it is it golden? There was a lot of artists on the Nam. I know, but there was sort of a main artist michael goldman michael golden that's the name michael golden there's definitely there's definitely like a kinship there in the way that cameron's there's you know a slight edge of cartooniness along with sort of the realistic stuff it's very very close to that style it's like a there's like a dash of Derek robertson in it yeah yeah but that's even related to the michael golden thing yeah, i think yeah. if you look at the first page and the first interior page it's Hold great. It's just on. this drawing that has like motion lines sort of all over it as I guess something's exploding as some dude is screaming in fear. Oh, yeah. It's a great page. Yeah. Then you go to that next page. Look at that last panel. There's a little bit of storytelling in that last panel. Oh, yeah. Well, the first page, the dude stepped on a mine. He got all blown up. Yeah. No, that, that first page from the body being zipped, the body being taken, <laughs> the funeral, and then the letter, which is almost like it sort of implies that he's like replacing this dude. You know, it's like the circle right. of war life. But look at what happens in that first panel, the last panel on the first, on the second page, which is um, it's, he gets his draft notice. And I just was looking at it, and a couple of things that really stand out. Like the mailbox is on a post. Like it's got branches sticking out of it. Right. Like it's not it's not a nice mailbox. It's a tree. Uh, the mailbox is dented, and it has blood stains on it. And then you look at his knuckles, and they have blood on it because he, he punched the mailbox. Right. And bloodied it when he pulled the dread. That all happens in one panel. And I just I just caught that. There's a lot of that going on in here. It's really I love the first the first when they're all going off to war. Like mm-hmm. before he starts having the visions from the point of getting the draft notice and then he has you know, he has dinner with his family, uh, or the family sees him off. They have great faces. The fam- his dad's face yeah. is a terrific face. To the point where he goes to boot camp and he's got the sock in his mouth, which is a thing that really happened to to his uncle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought this was really terrific. And then he sees, then he starts seeing the dead body, and that's when I was like, "Oh." Well, I mean, like, I think what you're seeing here is that, you know, having having a veteran. I don't even know how old he was, but like, clearly Cameron Stewart knew his shit. Yeah. And having teaming him up with a guy, you know, who's new but doing a really ambitious story was was some good editing, basically. Like yeah. that, that's a wise choice. That make that makes this work. A lesser artist, this falls apart quickly. Yeah. 
Will Dennis. Will Dennis, of course, it's Will. Will Dennis is great. So it's interesting. The other side, Jason Aaron, Cameron Stewart, Dave McCaig, you know, it's definitely worth checking out. It's a really good comic. And it's worth reading, you know, in terms sure. of, yeah, it's absolutely worth reading. I would recommend it. So hardcover re-release from Image Comics, or you can go back and dig up those old Vertigo issues. It's a five-issue miniseries. Good stuff. So that is our Booksplode on the other side. As we said before, the patrons unlocked these shows at patreon.com slash fanboy. We alternate months between the Talksplode, which is the interview show, and the Booksplode, which is the review show. So thanks for the patrons who unlocked it. Thanks for listening to the show. And so we'll be back next month with the Talksplode. And uh, until then, enjoy your Thanksgiving if you were in America. And I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Thank you. What a field day for the heat. Thousand people in the street singing songs and a carrying signs. Mostly say hooray for our side. It's time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody 